Hi, I'm Kelsey Zeiser. Welcome to What's the Story, a short podcast from Light Reading, where we take a step back from the most significant topics in telecom to tell you the latest news, how we got here, what it all means, and what to expect next. Today, I'm talking with Light Reading's Mike Dano about AT&T, Verizon, Dish, and the GSMA on how they're approaching the development of network APIs. We discuss some of the challenges in publishing a common set of APIs and the capabilities those APIs will support, such as network insights and threat detection. Hey, Mike, welcome back to What's the Story? Hey, thanks. Thanks for having me. Hi, Kelsey. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Okay. Good. Yeah. Okay, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than bad. Yeah, better than bad, for yeah. sure. So uh, you have some updates on network APIs. What's going on there? Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting topic, and it's one that has, I mean, this is nothing new. Uh, we'll put it that way. But there's, like, some interesting developments on this on this thing recently, and it's, you know, it's certainly uh, relevant in terms of, like, all the 5G stuff that's that's uh, going on now. So, all right, so here's the new thing. Ready? Uh, the new thing is that AT&T came out about a week ago, maybe two, and talked about the APIs that they are exploring in their network. And I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna read this to you because it's it's I think it's pretty interesting and it's it's just like a little taste of what they're doing. They said that they are exploring an API that will allow applications a certain level of quality for the user experience. And then another one that they talked about uh, that they said that they're exploring is a API that would expose threat anomaly detection. Uh, through which we can notify the user of a threat or take action based on observed events in the APIs. And then they also said there's a network insights API that could produce more granular network insights, uh, insight data based on network performance. For example, they could uh, show the latency between a device and an application. And so that's the thing that AT&T said that they're they're kind of working on now and and sort of developing. And that also, it kind of makes sense because, you know, AT&T is definitely in the the process of uh, upgrading not only its uh, 5G network, its fiber network, but also its core network uh, with, um, you know, putting some stuff in Microsoft Azure and uh, spreading it out over the country across across 12 different um, regions. And like, they're they're really in the, you know, they, they did a lot of work in virtualization and software defined networking. And now they're um, I think this is another step on their, you know, sort of their network upgrade, you know, long-term okay. horizon. It's interesting. Did they talk about the APIs in the context of delivering microservices as well, or like supporting those, or did they not really get into that? I mean, that I, I'm sure that that's the kind of stuff they're looking at. Um, this, the, the way that this, uh, this post from one of their networking um, executives is written, it's, it sounds like they're, it's the kind of stuff that they're looking at. They're not ready to mm-hmm. announce yet. Okay. Um, but it's certainly, you know, I, I would assume that they're looking at that kind of stuff. Um, but, but yeah, not, not, nothing firm yet. Did they talk about who they worked with on developing the APIs? Yeah, but you know, you, you, you can definitely be sure that, um, they're working with their core networking vendors as well as Microsoft mm-hmm. that they're, that they're working with to, to put their stuff into the cloud. Um, so yeah, I'm assuming that there's a lot of, a lot of companies that are sort of involved in this process because, you know, really exposing those APIs is a major undertaking. You know, you mm-hmm. got your, your vendors in line. You have to be able to expose it in a safe way. 
um, there's a lot of steps that need to be addressed uh, before this 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 can actually happen. Though I'll I'll say um, it's certainly important to note that AT and T is not um, acting by itself. Uh, that there's lots of other companies that are that are traveling down this path, and and really it seems like uh, there's some that are further along than others. I mean, um, you know, Dish Network. Say what you will about its network, but uh, uh, Dish Network did uh, publish some initial networking APIs last year, and they've got an executive in charge of that. Um, and I know that um, there's a fair amount of work going on to figure out like how much is that worth, how much will companies pay for network APIs. Um, what kinds of information can be exposed, how valuable that might be. There's, there's just lots going on in this area. It's pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think the, uh, you know, you mentioned, um, latency, looking at the latency between devices and applications, that seems, uh, really interesting for, um, I guess, you know, just what's going on, uh, in the industry in, um, 5G development and, um, it's all about latency all the time. All about latency, <laughs> I know they said. And that's, I mean, in, you know, when you look at the, Dish is an interesting case because they, you know, they have a really advanced core. It's all cloud-based. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, they're, they're really designing their network with this in mind. And so looking at the, the, the APIs that they're working on exposing, I think gives you an indication of where everybody else may be headed in the future. But, you know, like I said, uh, you know, Dish and AT&T, they're not the only ones. In fact, I, I kind of poked around and, um, you know, Verizon uh, has uh, a fair amount of networking APIs that are published, but that's part of its um, its its uh, move to edge computing. So as you know, Verizon has this sort of big deal with Amazon and has, I think, uh, at least two dozen edge computing sites around the country that are open for edge computing. I mean, the company officials have said that there's not a whole lot of interest in that yet. They expect expect more interest in the future. But, you know, you can kind of poke around and look at some of the APIs that they have published for that, you know, effort specifically. And, you know, Verizon has this whole uh, thing space. Um, they call it thing space. It's their IoT platform that also has APIs that developers can develop to. Um, and so there's, and each, you know, there's, there's, you know, potentially hundreds of APIs out there that, that each contain a little bit of networking data that, um, uh, that developers can, you know, can, can, can tie into. Interesting. Right. Um, and with AT&T, you mentioned, uh, looking at network insights too, did they expand on what those network insights are? Yeah. Again, it's, it's very early days for all this. <laughs> okay. fact, it's, it, what I think is really interesting is that it's such early days that right now there's, um, in fact, you you and I were there at the big Mobile World Congress show earlier this year. And at that show, uh, the GSMA, the big you know global trade association for the, for the 5G industry, they said that they're, they're in the early stages of trying to, you know, publish a common set of APIs. Mm -hmm. And that is, uh, that's sort of the end goal, I think, for all this kind of stuff. Because it's, you know, it's it's nice that Verizon has some APIs. It's nice that AT&T is talking about some of the APIs that they might publish for developers. But, you know, this, this none of this really works unless you can get scale for right. developers to develop applications. And that's what the GSMA is trying to do. They're trying to uh, get everybody 
to work together to not just publish, you know, the Verizon APIs that you'd have to use, but the APIs for, that everyone would use jointly so that if you're an application developer, you write one application and that would work on Verizon's network, it would work on AT&T's network, it would work on Team, it would work on the DISH network. Um, so that's the sort of effort that the GSMA is kind of embarking on right now in that, you know, if you had a, an API for latency, it would, you know, it would, it would do that, that same application would work across all these different networks. Mm-hmm. So that's that's, yeah, that's, that's always the big order. challenge though, yeah. getting everybody to play together in the sandbox. That's exactly the thing I wrote about at the time. And the headline that I used for that article was herding cats. <laughs> yes. Because getting everybody to publish the same kind of API and the, you know, doing the same kind of stuff that is in the telecom industry, that is the exact same thing as herding cats. Yeah, for real. Um, It's like, uh, you know, getting your family to get along at Thanksgiving. It's not an easy feat. (laughs) (laughs) Not an easy feat. And really, like, there's still, like, lots of, there, it's, even if you do get all the cats to go into the same direction, that you you still have problems. For example, uh, earlier this year, T-Mobile reported another hack into its systems, and that, the way that that hack was done was one of the APIs that it publishes to its contractors, right? Oh, man. So, so even if you <laughs> get everybody together, publish these yeah. APIs, you still need to make sure that they're secure right? because, you know, uh, APIs do go into networks and they need to be secure. Like there's important information in there that you should not let hackers get a, a access to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, any other challenges or, uh, you know, things that they're, they're looking forward to in the development of these APIs? Yeah. I mean, I think the one final thing I would mention on this whole topic, which I think is pretty interesting, is that, you know, um, APIs are very commonplace in the software industry, right? Um, and what is uh, a, something that's happening right now that's that may be relevant is that, okay, so there's a website called Reddit. You're probably familiar with it. It's like a big social networking site. <laughs> What's right? that? No. I know, right? <laughs> I know Reddit. <laughs> uh, and, and there may be people on there every day looking at uh, uh, comic book news that's coming out on on Reddit. I mean, I, that's how I stay on top of all my Marvel <laughs> my Marvel movies is thanks to all the friend, all my friends on Reddit. But one thing Reddit is doing is, you know, they're trying to make money from their APIs. So uh, earlier this year, they announced that some of the APIs that they publish into their system. They're going to charge for, you know, and that makes sense. They, you know, Reddit is a for-profit company. They want to make money. Um, and so they think that those APIs are valuable. But the problem is, is that once you start doing that, then they're sort of doing it after the fact. Hmm. And so they've already published this API. There's a lot of third-party um, services that use that API. And now they're trying to charge for it, you know, after the fact. And so the question becomes, how valuable is that API? Is it better to publish it for free? Is it better to charge it? How do you charge for it? So these are the topics and the issues that companies like Dish and AT&T are going to have to figure out is like, you know, what is that API worth? Mm-hmm. Who's going to pay for it? How much they're going to pay for it? What's the charging mechanism for it? Is, you know, is it something that people will pay for? Those are all, I think, questions that are very much still open. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, gosh, that's a lot to consider. <laughs> yeah. Stuff. Well, this has been really interesting, Mike, um, and look forward to hearing more about it in the future. And hopefully they can herd all those cats into one place. We'll see. Meow. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll let you go right meow. All right. <laughs> I see what you did there. Oh, thanks. Yeah. All right. Bye. Oh, so that was a perfect joke. <laughs> Nailed it. Thank you so much, Mike, for taking the time to talk today. And thank you to our amazing producer, Pierre Landrio, for making this episode. Be sure to subscribe to the Light Reading Podcast for more interviews and insights from the team. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time.